0: J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train. Jared Fried coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. That's right. Tuesday, baby. It's your Tuesday episode. You might be feeling down. You might be thinking, what am I doing with my life? I'm in this job. I'm in this apartment. I'm in my parents' basement. Where's this going? What's going to happen next? What's the next five years, ten years? Well, I'm going to ask you to put those things aside for one hour. Let Papa JT, the wizard of thoughts, enter your brain. Take over all those anxieties. Tap your feet. And it's time to listen to today's episode Keep sending those emails, JTrainPodcast at jima.com. And listen, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how we do it. That's the only way. It's the only way. I mentioned last episode, you know, my dad saying, why don't you get a billboard? And I'm like, okay, boomer. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> we did discuss how the okay boomer thing is. We, it's a dumb thing said by people with English degrees that didn't know there wasn't an English factory to go work at with pensions. But listen, I do agree some of these boomers have some funny suggestions. Yeah, I'll get a, I'll get a, a billboard. But you know what? You are my billboard. Get on SNL. Y- you know what? I never thought of that.
1: Boom! Thank you.
0: Hello, Hollywood! It's me, Jared. But that's why we're here. That's why we 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 turned on the J Train podcast bus. That's why we we turned the key, and it hums like a kitten. Because you gotta you gotta go forward. You gotta find your way. You gotta put your stuff out there into the. Great Wild West of the Internet, and that's where you come in. Do you enjoy this show? Do you? Do you have? Have you? Have you gained value from this show? Tell a friend. Tell a. You coworker. can't fake that bullshit. You can't fake that bullshit. No, you can't. Couple announcements before we get going. Um, live shows. Hello. 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 I'm talking to you. Huntsville, Alabama, I'm coming, I'm coming, day after Thanksgiving, 29th and 30th of November, that's right, home, home on the range, where my nuts get feathered all day, I'm coming to Huntsville, Alabama, November 29th and 30th, tell a friend, tell a coworker, bring the whole group chat, bring your mom and dad. That's the thing. You go home and visit. I'll take them. I'll deliver the house. Then the U Up tour. We're heading west. L.A., Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, Vancouver, Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, Austin. Get those tickets now. Get those tickets now. Whoa,
1: that's something. That's big
0: stuff. It's big stuff, Mr. President. You're right. Uh, We got a lot going on on the West Coast. I'm leaving here from the the 23rd of November. I'm going to be out of town. The twenty third to the thirteenth of December. That is like I'm like moving. It's gonna be lonely for me in the studio. I know you're gonna. When I leave the studio, Feather Studios, which is alive and popping today. What a studio audience we have today. They really they've been quiet, but they, you know I felt their. Oh, there they are. They're, they're, I felt their energy. That guy with the bullhorn comes every week, and he's really on fire. Um. And then when I turn off the lights, I go, good night, Shelby, and you put your blanket on, and then I wake you up when we take another episode. Like I have the, the, a little cubby and under the stairs like Harry Potter. That's you, <laughs> little Shelby Potter. So That's uh, literally my middle name. <laughs> your middle name is Potter? Yes. Shelby Potter Ro- Royston? Correct. Shelby Potter? Correct. We haven't had listener art for Shelby Potter yet, and this is, a, this is season seven? We're finding this out? Yeah. This is crazy.
1: The DVD box sets have been out already.
0: <laughs> it's, it's insane. Well, got Shelby Potts on the, on the ones and twos. We're going to the West Coast. Uh, to get ahead of ourselves, Springfield, Mass in Naples, Florida. I'm coming there, too. So, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Very excited about today's guest. An, an OKP. It's been way too long. But we had to have him back. He's got a new documentary out. I'm very excited. The hilarious, the wonderful Aaron Berg. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Right. We can all breathe Hi, everybody. A sigh of You're relief. Back.
1: It's a guest we've heard before. Yeah,
0: Aaron How are Berg. You?
1: Hi. It's good fan- to see you. It's
0: fantastic to have you back. Great to
1: be here. Wow.
0: Yeah. It is packed.
1: Packed. These people love you. Every week they come. This guy was in a movie that Daniel Radcliffe was in. That's right. Shelby Potter.
0: Shelby Potter.
1: You've got... you wizard, Shelby. There's marijuana around your house.
0: <laughs> I have a lot... Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I have i I'm little... going
1: to say this. Sure. If your dad listened to this, he would be so upset that you yeah. partook in reefer. Come on! What do he say, that? Don't say
0: this. Would your dad yell air. at you? No, he... You know, listen... Medicinal. Yeah. My glaucoma. Yeah. Do you, have, you don't uh, smoke weed? You're you out of the game? So rarely. You don't you I don't but, drink alcohol anymore. you out of drink the alcohol. I don't
1: I smoke cigars. I rub a little andra gel on my shoulders. What
0: is the cigar draw? I, I know that there's a community. Uh, and for those listening, Aaronberg's fantastic and hilarious. Go follow at Aaronberg Comedy on Instagram. We're going to get to the documentary that he has out in a second. But what's the draw on? There's this community of cigar people that crosses over into the comedy world. And I always hear about it. Yeah. And I kind of nod along because I'm like, I, you know, good for you guys. But I'm always like, what's the the allure? Like, what would what would you get out of? cigars that you wouldn't get out of coffee, I guess. I, that's my question.
1: Cigars have nicotine. Coffee doesn't have nicotine. Okay, it does have nicotine. Cigars are a very pleasurable, slow thing to do. And when you're mm-hmm. with good, funny people, it makes for a great hang. And I you can You can laugh, you cough, you go, ah! <laughs>
0: You don't wait, breathe wait, it in, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do breathe it in because you don't think you. You don't inhale it, but you're standing in a cloud of smoke okay. all day.
0: <laughs> so you are. Inhaling. Yeah, and I yeah. smoke
1: three sticks a day, so it's like <laughs> three. You, and the beauty about laughing with cigar smokers is the wheezy laugh because you're be like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it means that's how you know more. it's funny. Yeah, you know. I, I three. Some of me, so a part of me thinks that people like. Cigar culture, just for the names of cigars.
1: Sure, three Beautiful sticks names. a day. Yeah, three sticks a Couple day. Couple of bats. What are you smoking? Oh, my father. Oh, is smoking. You <laughs> that's know. the name of a cigar. Yeah, my father is the Cuban. What are you smoking? Yeah, Cubans are overrated. Nobody in America really cares about them. It doesn't matter. They're anymore. nice. They're nice cigars, but it's like, but it's they like they cost a, three times as much and they're not three times as good.
0: Yeah, it, it, I guess the equivalent would be like like getting like a, a Haas avocado, like we can genetically make that somewhere else. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you have. So a di- that's the vegetarian equivalent to cigars. <laughs> that was is the it? only one I could think of. Yeah. I was
0: going to say Florida orange. Yeah, well, I thought you would go a with a whole, like
1: a, a strain of weed.
0: No, I'm not a weed or, guy. Just because it's out doesn't mean I'm like sitting here or in maybe. my hemp
1: sweatshirt. You seem like you take a puff or two and then you're like, oh, that's good. I'm going to watch a movie.
0: You knew it. You nailed nailed it. it. You nailed it. That's me. Um, I don't want to have too much weed where I've lost sense of myself. I like I like to drink because I do feel in control for the most part. Yeah. Um, weed, it feels like I'm I'm a I'm a prisoner of my own mind. Yeah, it and, happens. And, and, and I I I'll do puff puff done movie 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 puff puff eat yeah or like movie 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 puff puff the the prophet the prophet Kardashian. Yeah, <laughs> this is fair. Shelby knows me even better than uh, Aaron Berg. Yeah, What's the I'll, I'll get high and watch reality tv the prophet with marcus lemonis that's a favorite of mine also shark tank yeah i watch 90 day fiance all those those shows high you it, it's something it cuts the sadness it's like putting a little orange juice in your vodka like a little bit of weed on those shows okay. really takes away the you know, the the desperateness of 90 Day Fiance and Shark Tank. When I'll tell you this. I prison.
1: have been partaking in two reality shows, Love After Lockup. I okay. I can,
0: cannot stop
1: watching it. I Give us the it,
0: premise. Give us the, the it's synopsis. It's people
1: that hook up with people that are in prison, and the stories start with them like, Oh, uh, Steve is getting out tomorrow. I'm going to pick him up. We've been dating. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been dating for two years, but they've been only dating on the phone and stuff. So then these people get out of jail. They, you either go have sex right away or it's a scam where someone's like trying to rip someone off so they'll be like, so I don't want to have sex. So they need money
0: when they get out. That could be this one This just thing. feels
1: really schemy and slimy to me. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> and then and, and it's so good you don't know if it's real. Like I'll be watching it and I'm like, this. I don't know if this is real.
0: Like, That's it's almost Love After it, It's almost so good it's, it has to be written. Yeah. Uh, that love- sounds like a show I would like because in the same vein as 90 Day Fiance where it's like, these people have never met and now it's like and we get that you know we're gonna get to the emails today Podcast at gmail.com but a lot of the emails you know with texting and the internet, you can chase hope instead of you know reality yeah and I think that's kind of like when you when someone's locked up, hope is locked up. Like it's all Sure, and these
1: people aren't being assholes when they're locked up because they're like they realize what they've done wrong and they're like, I need a real connection. So people will reach out and try and make a real connection with these people. But even the crime,
0: them being criminals to me is secondary right them being locked up is like yeah your only option is someone who's writing to you in jail yeah you don't know what you're gonna be you don't know how much of a dater you know you're gonna be when you're you know released back into society you don't you don't know what it's like to have tinder in jail
1: right you know uh, i guess like, if you had tinder that'd help Cause otherwise it'd be like, how are you gonna date when you got like curfew and stuff? And some people get an ankle tether and they got to stay at their mom's place. It's not easy to get puss like that.
0: Well, these—I I, mean—is it a lot of what's the dynamic? Is it usually men that are locked up and women that want them, or is it the other way around?
1: Some some of these women come out and then you watch these guys are crazy that go for them. They're like, oh, I love Amber, I want to marry her, and then they're like, Oh, this guy's a nut. Shout out
0: to my big bitches. I got big good pussy. Wait, so so who's locked up in this scenario?
1: It it varies. Amber just got out of jail, and then this guy that worked for the armed forces is trying to date her. He's so awkward, and like bought her a bed, and he's like, maybe I could lie in this bed with you.
0: Yeah, but this is this is exactly like uh, when you watch Six Hundred Pound Life. Like, there's some people that like all the people on Six Hundred Pound Life have boyfriends and girlfriends. Okay. They all do. Yeah. And then you start watching it and you're like, oh, the confidence level of the person dating them. They're like, I literally want, I'm so afraid of someone leaving me that I want them physically anchored down.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: But that's kind of like the locked up people, like someone pursuing someone in jail. They're like, I I don't want anyone being able to leave me. So I need the federal... You know, prosecutors to point, help me out. Because
1: some of these girls are good looking, too. <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, ah, oh, these these women are trash. Some of them are
0: such trash. Such a good show. I love that
1: show. What and then two? I watch Below Deck.
0: Below Deck is huge with people. People love it. I, I've never gotten involved. Yeah. That's a Bravo uh, docu-series. Watching and- two
1: of them, two seasons uh, back and forth. Because one season is right now. And that we backwatch another season.
0: So, below deck is if you could explain the show.
1: People that work on a yacht. Yeah. And then the rich people that come on these yachts and all the ins and outs of working on the yacht.
0: But they don't. Do the rich people show themselves, or are they kind of? Yeah, like you see the rich people. You do. Yeah. Because I had a friend who used to work on a yacht. And a yachty. That's what they yacht, call themselves. Yeah, and there was, the, I remember him telling me about. He was like the AV guy. Because oh. some of these yachts have such elaborate AVs. But basically, the job became, how do I get the cable on? How do I get the movie to work? Like, yeah. It's like him putting... He basically had to press input one. Yeah. You know, a thousand different times for these That was people. all he did on this yacht? <laughs> well, he was the AV guy. But like, there's really... He has such a vast knowledge of AV yeah. technology. But like, what are they asking him to do? Like, it's not like they're like, Cut, edit this movie. Right. You know, they're like, hey, uh, it's like a bunch of older people who... Are yacht rich, being like their level of technology? That's needs. crazy yeah. that he
1: was just the AV guy. <laughs> yeah, because on below deck there's the outside crew and the inside crew, which is stewardesses. The outside crew is like the boat crew. Yeah, and then there's the captain and the chef, and that's it. So and there's they're like all eight fucking. people. So that's why it's some a of great, them fuck. Well, yeah.
0: that's why it's a great like little uh, li- little little. What am I looking for the word? Um, it's a little uh,
1: little, uh, little
0: ecosystem. Yeah, a, you know what you want for these shows—a docu series—is an ecosystem of fucking. Right. That's why, like Vanderpump, is like they all work at the restaurant, so they all fuck around the restaurant, nice. and that's where all the personalities. I've never. Clash.
1: There's so many reality there's shows. So ma- and I
0: and I love them all, but I I want to talk about Ehrenberg. You have a documentary. I want you to explain it to the people so that they can go out and get it. It's called 25
1: Sets. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's on Google. 25 Sets Berg. What I did was I went out mm-hmm. and I did 25 stand-up comedy shows in one night.
0: Now, to people, uh, I'll explain. This isn't like a comedy podcast. This is a funny podcast, but we don't like talk. You know, the comedy world comes up. But this is to the people at home listening. In New York City, I have a lot of people that are like, do you have a show this month? And I think a lot of people don't understand how many times we go on stage a week. Right. So in New York City, there's, what, seven stand-up clubs in the city? More. More, 10, 15. 15. So on a given night, those 15 clubs all have shows. At so, least one. So they'll go, hey, Aaron, we want you to come and do the 8.05 p.m. spot. Yeah. And then they'll go, Jared, you're going to do the eight. Twenty spot. Right. So when the sh- if the show starts at seven thirty, Aaron's getting there at eight oh two for his eight oh five spot, and then right. I'm showing up at eight seventeen for my eight twenty spot, and on and on and on, and then we're going, and then you might have two more spots that night, and you'll go, I right, I'll, I'll finish my comedy, good night everybody, and then you go off to the next show. Yeah. On this night, and I remember when you taped it. You went and did 25 different spots at clubs and bars and shows around New York City. Whoa, that's something. That's big stuff. Mr. President, you're right. Thank you. Huge fan. So what do you... How, what was the experience like? What's your what going in? What do you think it was going to be, and then coming out? What did it? What kind of change?
1: I originally i done. I I used to do a lot of spots because I would live off a of spot pay, and that's what I did for a couple of years. So Here, I was always trying to get like five to eight spots on a Saturday. I'm gonna night. be
0: the um. I'm gonna be the 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 notes section to what you're saying. Yeah. So like, what what do they call that in the back of the Cliff's book? Notes. I'm the oh I'm the, the, I'm uh, the uh, footnotes. I'm the footnotes. Yeah. Okay spot pay in New York City is 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 low the agreement being that you would get to because they give you the time to go on stage for 15 minutes you'll get 25 30 bucks because you're the idea is that you're working on this material to go somewhere else with it yeah so a lot of people you know you're making money off of spot pay you want to jam in a lot of spots so you can get enough cash in your wallet right. and you know it, you know it's it, it, and it's it seems like it should you know it hasn't gone up in a long time you know the it's just it feels like a gesture more than anything too
1: right but for but it's some, a good amount of money yeah i was making a living off i mean i was doing you know i usually do 15 20 a week weekends they pay you 75 100 it goes a up and if you yeah.
0: host you get more money because you're stuck at one place you yeah. can't go around to a bunch of places that's it weekend money is great you know Weekend money's great yeah. Yeah. There's poor people around. That's right. We got to get
1: rid of that. Look under your seat. There's something free, (laughs) ma'am. And uh, so I I did nine in a night. And I was like, that's a lot. But I was like, there's so much downtime. I could do more than nine. Mm. Then I looked into it. Another comedian had a record. His name was Steve Byrne. Uh, Very funny comedian. was great. He had done 13 in a night. Okay. Which is a lot. A lot of people like, that's a lot. Then I go, I think I can do more than that. So I wrote it down. I'm like, I think I could do 18. So I got a documentary crew together, and then I go, as we're getting it together, I go, we might as well go big or go home. So I scheduled 26. Okay. And in that night, I was very positive, and I and I'd got to a place where I go, in New York comedy, everything works out. So even if I'm late, someone else will be there. Yep. Even if I'm early, I'll be able to go on before somebody. And I had this really positive attitude, went in with that,
0: and I was able to do 25, and it was awesome. And you know what? You say everything works in New York. It's funny because when you hear about you doing this, it turns into like the marathon. Like people on the sidelines going, come on, here's your water. Yeah. Here's, you know, like pushing you along, like at mile 20. Yeah. You know, like I, and people say, Oh, Aaron's doing 25, he's on 21. I'll, I'll go later. Let him go first yeah. and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it was
1: wonderful. And there's there's such a camaraderie in New York. For people that don't know, comedians really stick together here. I mean, some people shit talk other people, but there's a real sense of camaraderie because everybody's going through
0: absolutely. what it takes to
1: make it. It's not easy to make it as a comedian in New York. A- Only five ten thousand 10,000 people a year make it.
0: Especially when... You're doing something, like you're creating something. You go, oh, he's making a documentary about it. Like yeah. he's he's showing what the world is like. I, you know, people always ask, like, do you watch Crashing? Like that's a that's a question I get yeah. a lot, and I'm always like, it's tough for me to watch because it, <laughs> Shelby, not a fan. I, uh, it's tough for me to watch because I always go, this is a sensationalized version of the world that I, I, I it's tough for me to go to watch. You know, Pete Holmes go from hey, I'm at the open mic, and then the next day, so like, Artie Lang's like, you're gonna ma- come open for me, <laughs> yeah. kid! And yeah. you're like, uh, I don't know. This, it's just." Uh, but when you see, like, oh, here's a real look under the carpet. Yeah. That's a cool thing. Yeah, it's nice. And there's
1: not a lot of good comedy docs. I mean, I feel like it was a love letter to New York City comedy, and I don't think that there'd been one since Comedian with Jerry Seinfeld, so it kind of picks up where that left
0: off. So but. I want you guys all to go check it out. It's on Amazon, iTunes, anywhere you, like, find video on demand is, yeah, that, is that the deal pretty much Dish uh, Comcast 25 sets Aaron Berg go search it go find it it'll be Aaron's Instagram will be on my Instagram right now at Aaron Berg Comedy he also has his own podcast called In Hot Water I've been a guest on there fantastic show tons of fun Ooh. go check that out are you ready to do some emails there do some emails podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com bow, bow, bow. let's do it hit that hit that siren <laughs> Dear J Train, I'm a huge U Up fan and now an avid J Train listener, even a member of the Patreon familia. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Jared Free. Hit, 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 hit up that Patreon. That's right. Uh, you've done an amazing job of letting me, a single girl in NYC, into a guy's mind and have helped me through more situations than you know. On to my issue. In May, my boyfriend of five years and I decided to end things after being in a gray area for about six months. He was definitely fighting for the relationship a lot more than I was, so it was up to me to let him know if I saw a future or not. About a month later, he started fully dating someone else, and she's been his girlfriend now for months. They even just went on a trip abroad together. He was concerned about ending things because he thought my intention was just about dating other people, which I've done a little bit, a little of, but and am not actively seeking a relationship. I'm we her- were on the break! <laughs> I'm more hurt than I've been willing to admit out of, out loud to other people doesn't someone need time to get their shit together again after five years I guess I'm just wondering what do you make of this why would someone immediately jump into a relationship after five years together we're both 25 now by the way looking forward to hearing your feedback feathers all around Mr. Berg, what do you think?
1: Some people like relationships. Some people like the comfort of it. Some people like the intimacy that comes with it. So just because your relationship with him ended doesn't make him not a relationship guy. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be hurt, but some people also heal by sharing with somebody else. We can't all live in a bubble. Relationships are good for people, and you'll be ready to get back into one when you're ready to get back into one. Yeah. Right now, maybe you're not, but you know.
0: I think the... I think the the. the I think what happens is a lot of people go, they look to the next one to judge their own. And that really doesn't have, one has nothing to do with the other. For me as a guy, I don't know about you, like I don't go into the next relationship going, well, fuck that last one. Right. Like I, I, I think she's comparing her own lot in life to the next one and comparing herself to this girl and going, what was better about her? But you, I mean, first of all, let's go back to the email. She didn't want the relationship. That's correct. She looked at him and he was looking for that. So I agree with you. He's a girlfriend guy. Yeah. Some people are that way. Yeah. And also like sometimes it's just a click that you have nothing to do with. This has sure. nothing to do with you. And and I I think, you know, you last time you were on the show, you were out there single, I think. Wow, that must have been awesome. And now you're when married with a baby.
1: Was I single?
0: I think you might have been. That was so long ago. But to no, me, like been what's interesting about this email, like I look at someone like you. I when you were like, we're getting married, we're having a baby. Yeah. Like I was like, this is a guy that like like I was like Aaron was out there. Like yeah. he's got stories for days. Was there something in you that was like, hey, I, I'm ready? Like, you know, the, the the explanation. I think a lot of women want to know like the explanation of like They'll see a guy they've been dating who's like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, or whatever, it's it's not working out. And then they'll see him a month later. A lot of men go, and now they're on a trip abroad. Yeah. And it's like, how did that happen? Sure. And as a
1: man, there's a shift. You'll feel that seismic shift where you're like, okay, I'm done with this. I think sometimes as men, we're like, that's behind me. Now I'm going to do this. And we throw mm. ourselves into everything we do. I mean, yeah. you know, motivated men that get shit done
0: i i hear you i i think it's so interesting because like uh, so many women have written into this show being like he was this way with me and now first of all on instagram everything's a brighter version Mm -hmm. of what's going on so you don't know you might see their trip abroad and the picture from the ponte vecchio and you don't know that a fucking massive fight happened right before that picture happened or Right. right afterwards you don't know right but they did go on the trip to the Ponte Vecchio, yeah. and not with you. So they're like, "Well, how did that guy who didn't know how to brush his teeth before bed all of a sudden? <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> traveling <jump> on- <laughs> abroad, <laughs> yeah, going abroad,
1: dancing at nightclubs in Marrakesh. Yeah, like
0: yeah. I. And it's like, why wasn't it me that got that version of the guy? Do you ever? You, do you have any thoughts of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, pe- men do learn from their prior relationships, yeah. whether you know it or not. But uh, it's also some of the shit you can't fix without going to therapy you know we so we hold on to our bad habits as well and and i was in relationships and my max was three years no matter how good it was going after three years i'm like okay that's it i'm done and that same with my wife at three years i was like all right i'm gonna get out of this yeah uh, but i didn't you know because i was like all right i'm married so we're gonna make it work and we did but it's uh, some men just have an expiration date on how long their relationships work too. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're talking about her, her situation a little bit backwards because she didn't She want didn't want to be in it. Be in it. And it's like, I, 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 and I understand where she's like, what did I miss? I think you have to trust your initial instinct. I think she has to be more like a guy in this situation where she goes, there's a reason you broke up. Yeah. There's a reason you didn't want to commit. There's a reason, you wouldn't have been happy in Italy, in Milan with this dude.
1: You would have been sitting there being like... She would have been super happy in Italy with that dude.
0: You think so?
1: Oh, the thin crust pizza. <laughs> they would have been, had a great time. They would have been I, on a gondola. They would have argued. She would have been miserable in Italy. Miserable. She made the right choice. Now, she is just going to deal with it differently. He dealt with it by getting into another relationship. You're going to deal with it the way that you deal with it. And my, it's fine. Both my, ways are fine.
0: My advice to her is don't go to him for answers you can't receive. Mm-hmm. If you said to him, hey... What? Ha- how could you go into a relationship so quick? He's gonna go. You're great. I don't know. You know. He's not gonna have an answer for you. That's he gonna doesn't Need to have an
1: answer but, for her. That,
0: but that's the thing. She thinks that there's some magical. I think there's a like thing with a lot of people who end a relationship and see the next one go on well. Is that they're like, well what could I have done? There's right. nothing. There's nothing you no. could. J Train podcast, podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We sponsor people. Ooh native 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 love native at native we create safe simple effective products that people use in the bathroom every day we create products that are tr- with trusted ingredients and trusted performance not convinced check out the 8000 5 five-star reviews for our customers formulated without without aluminum parabens and talc filled with ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil shea butter moisturizer uh te- uh, tapioca starch uh, And never test on animals Free shipping and returns Here Here's the thing This is uh, Native is a deo- The thing I know is their deodorant Oh yeah they, It is a natural deodorant That works That people love that has ingredients that you can read on the label, which is like and very important. I don't know what I'm rubbing on my skin. No, you want to know. You're putting this on your body. It's worth it, and something for everybody. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. I so my girlfriend was a big deodorant, natural deodorant person. Hot, and I was like. We gotta find something else. Stinky. We gotta gotta go back. (laughs) Not. We
1: gotta go back to the the real shit. And what are you rubbing
0: granola in your pits? Yeah. And I was like, we gotta change this up. And then Native sent me some of their stuff. And I go, and I, and she was across the room because she smelled so bad. And I was like, here. And I threw it to her like she was a caged animal. Yeah. And then she put it on. And I go, come here, baby. And we gave each other a hug. And I go, ooh. That's the good stuff. Way better. Way better. That's right. Then we made love. Nice. So, listen, I got to tell you, I love Native. I'm using it now, and it's strong enough for a lady, good enough for a man. Hey. And I rub it everywhere. Like jingles for deodorants. That's right. Native, you fixed my relationship.
1: Strong enough for a lady, built for a man.
0: Host must voice special offer. Oh, we have a special (laughs) offer. 20% off your first purchase. That's free money. 2-0. 20% off. Visit nativedeodorant.com. Promo code JTrain. 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 20% off nativedeodorant.com. Promo code JTrain. If you're using natural deodorant already, it's an easy switch. If you're not, take it from me. I wasn't a natural deodorant guy, and I've made the switch, and I'm smelling fresh as a daisy. So, nativedeodorant.com, promo code JTrain, JTrain, JTrain. Get involved here with Aaron Berg at Aaron Berg Comedy on Instagram. Go follow 25 Sets. That's the documentary. Let's do another one. I like this one. Single girl about to go on a date with a guy who has a kid. Yeah. You've got a child. Yeah. You're married, though. Yeah, I'd go on a date. You'd go on a date? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Just, you know. See what it's like out there.
1: My wife and I go to Applebee's sometimes and pretend we don't know each other. Really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Different tables? No. I walk
1: up to the bar and I'll be like, what you doing? Watching sports? And she'll go, yeah. And I'll go, nice.
0: And then look at the crowd is crying they're so, so touched i have a small dilemma that i would like some help with i'm a 26 year old living in a big city i met a guy on hinge that i have some mutual friends with we're supposed to go out this week since he has a few years older than me and close to my sister's age i asked if he knew uh if she knew him to vouch that he wasn't a serial killer i thought she might not even know him but it turns out she had a lot of info she told me that he dated someone a bit quote unquote crazy a while ago and she got pregnant and what she went through with it ha- uh, with having their baby. I like women really throw each other under the bus. That's like, <laughs> or she wanted to have a kid that, you know, like, yeah. like why? She should, was crazy. She kept it. <laughs> yeah, they were never, like <laughs> what a nutball. Everyone has their own things, your body, your choice, yeah. you know, like there you go. They were never married or engaged and I don't know how much or how little he has to do with either of them. Is this a reason not to go on the date? Is this a deal breaker? Should I expect he should tell me everything on the first date? Part of me doesn't want to enter a situation with baggage, but I also have dated many people before who have seemed great on paper, and it hasn't worked out with them. I'm trying to reserve all judgment, but I'm nervous to hear what my friends and very small community would have to say if we actually did date. appreciate the advice you have. What do you think? Date. Go. Yeah. I think there's this thing that she's kind of doing where... And she's not saying it exactly, but this gets at a larger issue of what can I ask and say or expect from a first date? And to me, I was always one of those people that was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to have fun. The question should come naturally. If I have a question, I'm going to ask it. And if I don't, and if I forget to, that means it wasn't important enough to me to ask that question. And if someone asks questions of me, like I I think the, the equivalent for me would be comedy. Because I'd be going out with a girl who like maybe is used to going out with a finance guy or a lawyer or something. If I'm out with like... You know, if I because when I was dating, like I would go out with a lot of similar girls, Jewish girl from a suburb outside of a big city, with parents that were very involved in her life. Yeah. So I'm dealing with a very specific, and then I am a little bit different than maybe someone she's dated. I don't think she's going out with guys going to open mics at four p.m. Right. And if someone said to me, "Hey, uh, so what do you do? What what do you what's your job like?" I would answer it. Yeah. And I and I would totally never look at them and go. How could they ask about my life? It's like, yeah, you're on a date to test out spending more time with each other. Yeah. And it, asking these questions
1: brings up a uh, general interest and that'll form a connection between you. For
0: sure. And if here's the other thing. Go on the date, but also be okay with not being okay with someone's answer. Yeah. So if someone asked me, what do you so what's comedy like? And I was like, I don't talk comedy on dates. Yeah. <laughs> like they'd be like all right you're a fucking crazy yeah, person that's it you know like if yeah. someone said to you like Aaron oh you have a child
1: uh, how old is she I you- don't talk about my child <laughs> when I'm sleeping around on my wife
0: yeah <laughs> right yeah then you'd be like okay nice to meet you I gotta go I think and I understand why she asked the question but like the internet and DMs have, have, have kind of created this world where none of us want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And none of us have to want to have any failure in life. And it's going to happen. It is. You I- might go on the date with a guy with a kid and he might go, yeah, I knocked her up. She's crazy. And now she keeps asking me for money. And you're like, yeah. I am going to walk away yeah. from this fight. I have seen in this
1: Ziploc bag. Will you put it in you <laughs> and have another baby? Please? Oh, God. (laughs) These are all tax (laughs) write-offs. I'm just spreading seeds throughout.
0: (laughs) Don't rush my nut. Don't rush me. Don't rush him. You went to the weirdest place, but that could happen.
1: Could happen. Maybe the guy just likes knocking girls up. Go on the date. Let me know how it goes. Find out the name of the baby. And guys that have kids are usually uh, better guys because they're more empathetic to the situation of women in America because even if they have a son, they will know that they want to raise a good son and not a trash bag kid.
0: Well, this is true. Also, they're more organized, I've noticed. Men with kids are like, I'm up at this time every yeah. day. Uh, we have to do the feeding. I, you know, like it, I'm like, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Who cares what day of the week it is, right? You know, like I, I think, like you know, I watch my friends with kids, and they're like, yeah, w- we go out at this time at this hour, and that's when I'll go out for my me time. And yeah. it's like, yeah, and I'm assuming he wants to spend that me time with someone that could be worth worth it to him. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. This is exciting. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. Hoo-wee. Indochina. This is the time of year to get involved with Indochina. That is a made to measure suit company. Okay. So if you have a brother, a father, anyone uh, that really everyone needs a suit. Everyone needs to look good. And you wanna, you don't want just to spend the money on a suit. You want to spend the money on a suit that will look good. It's like going for a haircut. You don't want to just go get them, take the buzzer, and throw it over your head. You want someone that's going to edge the sides and you know and taper it down and blend it in. You want it to look like it was made for you, and that's why Indochino is great. Indochino is the world's largest measure, made-to-measure menswear brand suits, shirts, coats, and more. Everything has made your exact measurements for a great fit. This is a great gift. I got to tell you, if someone said to me, I got you a suit, I'd be like, holy shit, you've helped my life. Everything is going to happen for me now. Yeah, everything. This is interviews. This is going out. This is shaking hands with people that might get me better jobs. This is all... Suits are really so important and it's not... That's a gift that you're like, wow, this is really done something for me to improve me. Maybe all comedians should start wearing suits on stage. Oh, uh, Maybe they all should. I used to. What was it like? I've thought about putting Saturdays. on
1: Saturdays. I used to do it on Saturdays. Now I'm so casual. It's nice to do it. It feels you good. You feel good. Yeah. Suits make you feel good. Feel like
0: it, does it ever felt like it cha- had to change the act because of the suit? Or is a that little in your bit. Head or more
1: the- it's a little bit, but then you evolve to the point where you're like, I'm good enough now. I deserve to wear a suit.
0: I get that. They have hundreds of suit options for all occasions, work, formal events, even your own wedding. The best part is they're affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under four hundred U.S. dollars. That's huge. Uh, getting a made-to-measure suit—I mean, even going for tailoring. This is the other thing. Like, we try to be—what uh, do they call it? Pennywise, dollar foolish. If you're going and buying a suit on the rack that barely fits you, then you have to go to a tailor. Yeah. Make it work for you. Then you get three months out, and you go, this barely even fucking fits. When you get a made to measure suit, it is made for you. So start your style upgrade now with 30 30 30 off of your total purchase of 399 or more at indochino.com promo code Jtrain. 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 Plus, shipping's free. That's Indochino.com, promo code JTrain, for $30 off your total purchase of three ninety nine or more. An incredible deal for, my, for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. That's Indochino.com, promo code J- JTrain. Let's get involved. We got more emails here with Aaron Berg. I got a 20, suit last week. Did you? Yeah. How's it look? It's pretty good. I got it for a wedding. Made-to-measure?
1: Uh, uh, Hugo Boss. Ooh. Yeah, they sized it for me. It was nice. Then they took me to town on the pocket square. The pocket square was 77 bucks, bro.
0: Well, listen, you hear that, people? $77, that's almost a third of what your Indochino suit will cost.
1: I, uh,
0: for a pocket square.
1: Pocket square is 77 I dropped fifteen dollars for the get-up. That's a lot. Shirt was $222.
0: What, what wedding is this? The, the Rockefellers?
1: It was uh, Sal. Sal.
0: Oh, for yeah. the, uh, the 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 Jokers. Yeah. To have revenge or not have revenge?
1: Uh, I would change. My thoughts, since I was on your show last time, have changed so substantially. On what? Everything?
0: That. Do you ever fart when you're on your show? I try to, you know, hold it together for Shelby Potter's, you know. He gets offended wrong. if you fart.
1: <laughs> you seem like uh like a loud farter
0: i fart like crazy i'm a big fart
1: i've seen you drunk where you'll just <laughs> just tear one off <laughs> on the street <laughs> i think outside of uh, a yeah. comedy clubs, just <laughs> that's or, my a wet one that's and loud what I'm known for. <laughs> and then someone will walk by and goes jared and you go no no because you didn't want them to know that no, you smelled like it was that. get way. him out of here get him out, get of, here. out of
0: here get out of here, <laughs> get out of here. So I'm curious what you think. Backstory, I started using dating apps after my seven-year relationship ended because I apparently didn't make enough money. Oh, she sounds happy. Bro. Uh, <laughs> so here we are in 2019. I have dated a huge spectrum of men. One of them really made a negative impact on my life. I dated oh. a cop in the small town where I work in blank for about three months. He told me I was the only one he was sleeping with and... uh uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh, shit. She wrote in three different times. Oh. Doesn't want this read on the podcast. Okay. <sighs> wow. But wants to know what I think. Patreon.com slash Jared Free. Get him out of here. We'll
1: That's right. We'll put that story up on Patreon exclusively <laughs> for your eyes. Not read on the podcast, but available on the Patreon. Also, check right. out Patreon.com slash Gum Fridays. <laughs> gum Fridays, the new show by Aaron Bergen. What's Wisconsin. Gum Fridays? It's like in hot water, but we chew gum.
0: Oh, perfect. And That's fun. what everyone wants <laughs> it's in, unpa- their, in, it's so in their good. ear.
1: It's so good, bro. I've been
0: seeing a guy for six months. <laughs> we started off hooking up and have gotten very serious in the past few months. Most things are going well, but recently something came up and I'm not sure how to handle it. From the beginning of our relationship, I have kind of noticed that he has that his sex drive is lower than mine. The sex itself is great, and we both express that. He never has issues finishing, and I typically don't either. That makes me want more of it. But that can't be said for him, and I am wondering why. Now that we're more serious, I've been able to notice this more and more and care about fighting, uh, figuring out how to address it. The other night, after spending the day together and hooking up in the morning, I tried to initiate a little something-something. When he said no, I asked why, and his response was, I don't know, I just don't feel like it. It bothered me a little bit. I totally get it. Sometimes it's just not time or place or mood. Understood. But I am confused why a guy in his early 20s would pass up his lady. So I'm wondering what can cause lower sex drive in guys. Can I point to a single thing? Uh, is it because we hooked up in the morning and he just doesn't have it in him? That has never happened to me before, so I'm struggling understanding his needs here. I know it's simple as asking him those needs, but I, how do I even bring that up that conversation where I'm basically asking for more sex? I really like him and I really feel lucky to be with him, so I want to be able to communicate with him about this while remaining sensitive to him because I know everyone isn't as open about sex as this podcast is. Any thoughts? What do you think?
1: Boom. Great question. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you connect
0: to any of this?
1: Sure. Okay. First of all, good for you for dating a gay dude. That's really (laughs) cool. I mean, he doesn't know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, he's not gay. But some people don't like to do sex in the morning. It's not a great time. I know my breath stinks. I know even if Mm. I'm hard, I'm probably not going to finish. I may just pee inside you. Stuff happens weird like that. Mm -hmm. So it's probably that. Don't do sex in the morning. You also have to understand sex drives are going to go up and down. And also, monogamy is a bit of a sex killer. So you got to spice things up a little bit. Morning, I'm going to advise against morning, And also, sometimes guys like to have sex a lot at the beginning. I don't like to have sex a lot. I have sex maybe once a week. And then when my wife withholds it, then I get hornier. So also, withhold it a little bit.
0: You know, mm, pull make, back, make, make it taste a little sweeter. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And go
1: to stuff that he likes to do. Go to uh, the parade with him every year. Go to the steam mm. rooms with him. <laughs> do, uh, you know, go to wedding I, tastings I, with him.
0: I, I will say this. I feel this, dude, because sometimes, the you know, I love that she wrote something very specific in the email. And that was, when I have sex and I get off, now I want more. Yeah. And that's a very female thing. Guys are like, you know, muskets. You know, we fire off one shot and then you got to like, you know.
1: Somebody should make a joke about
0: that. I've heard on that stand. one a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. that, that that joke has been done a billion times, yeah. but it's the, because it's true. Yeah. You fire one off and then you go back to sleep. Women then, are like M16 rifles with assault clips.
1: Men are like a gun that shoots one thing one thing but but also
0: keep keep that in mind yeah you know the the most frustrating thing i think as a guy sexually is when you fire your shot and then it's over and then you just see this like puppy kind of whimpering like what but i want to keep going and you're like i i do too i'd love to but then it's like, uh, and then it becomes this thing where it's like, and then it becomes self-fulfilling because you're like, oh my, now I got, you know, now it's like, oh, every time I'm going to disappoint her. You know, then it becomes the next time you're like, well, I don't want to get off too, I don't want to like get into this because then she's going to want more and more and I can't do that. So why would I do that in the first place? There's something to that. So it's like, I think it's a, one, it's a couple things. I think what Aaron said is completely true. The gay thing. Yeah, that's that's. thing. I think what you said about, timing figuring out when you're going to you know and some woman could be listening to this going oh we got to make it all about him we got to we got to cater to his well no. no cater to what will be best timing for him that will be best timing for you this is for both of you and talk with him say to hey um i want us to have a night where we're leading up to it I think when you surprise a, you know when you go hey we're going to have in the morning and then we're going to have sex all day long it's like all right, my arm hurts i can't keep you know <laughs> like, like I, I i can't keep going through the whole day with this so i think when you if you said okay we're going to have a night where this all leads to you and i coming together in each other's arms that's a different thing
1: right and if Baby you plan lock it, the door and turn That's right.
0: The down low. Great job. Wow. That's right. That's a, that's you singing to him, baby. Lock that door, baby. Lock the door yeah. and turn the lights down. I think planning it out a little bit more. I think being on the same page and and bringing it up to him. Just being, and I think you bring it up to him in if it, if you plan a night together and he's like, ah, no, that's a different issue. than, hey, we just had sex and I'm I'm like done here, right? Those are two different issues.
1: I think that the way you present it, where it's about the equality of these people's choices is very important. And it's about the couple. It's not about him. It's not about you. It's about making it work for both of you.
0: J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train podcast at gmail.com here with Aaron Berg. At Aaron Berg Comedy. Go check out 25 sets. We're sponsor people. Ooh, Noom. Love Noom. Here's here's what I love about Noom is there are non noom is like a weight loss app but it's really about changing your mindset it's really about waking up in the morning and having it nudge you in the side going hey weigh in hey log your meals hey it's an annoying aunt is what i would call noom for fitness hey you haven't logged today hey did you know this fact that you didn't want to hear noom just is a little thing in your side that we all need to remind us that hey you got to still be healthy you can't just give up on the day. Noom won't let you give up. And honestly, there's non-scale victories. Using Noom makes you feel happier, lets you you know, lose some inches, uh, fit into clothes better, your t-shirt fits. When your t-shirt fits better, you feel better. Not tugging at it. Push past the plateau. Run a race in tune with your hunger and fullness. Better self-care. Your skin's clear. And really, the happiness part. You're not feeling as down. I'm telling you, you do a week hanging with Mr. Noom, you're going to be a little bit happier. So I want you guys to all go check out Noom. It is, uh, and we're going to help you out. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small changes make big progress. Sign up for your trial today. Noom. n o o m. dot com slash jtrain. n o o m Dot .com slash JTrain. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash JTrain to start your trial today. Noom.com slash JTrain. It's the last weight loss program you need. I just love, what I love about Noom is it it's about your mind. It's about changing how you think about things. It's easy to tell someone, hey, don't text them back. Hey, have sex with a plan. It's harder to like... It, it, it's harder to put those things in action and change your mindset. That's what Noom's doing. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Emotional mistress or just friends? J Train, love the podcast. Uh, I'm soon to be 29. I've been single for about five years. My question deals with a situation I'm in with one of the guys in my friend group. I've gotten close to one of my friend's boyfriend's friends.
1: Friends, boyfriend's friends.
0: Friends, boyfriend's friends.
1: Friends, Okay, I got it.
0: Okay. Full disclaimer, he has a long-term girlfriend. Over the past few months, we have gotten pretty close and now have been texting almost every day, mostly initiated by him. I enjoy texting as I assume it is filling a void that I currently have because I'm single and not talking to anyone else consistently. Our conversations are always fairly innocent and platonic. However, I cannot help the feeling. Slightly help but feeling slightly guilty due to the frequency of our texts. I am not interested in this guy for anything more than friends and have no desire to hook up with him. I also respect his girlfriend and don't want to do anything to hurt her. My question is, what on earth is this guy's intentions? Is he trying to pursue me or are we really just good friends? I also wonder, am I doing anything wrong? Do I need to address the elephant in the room or can I simply keep talking to him as things are now? Much thanks uh, for the help. Uh, Her Instagram for a celeb lookalike by Classic Shell Shelby has a keen eye Hmm. for nailing someone's celebrity lookalike. And we're going to bring her up right now. Aaron, what do you think of the situation?
1: Uh, Very cute. She needs to not talk to this guy anymore. Right? Yeah. You know, you're seeing red flags. You know there's a problem. Back off. It's your friend's friend. He's got a girlfriend. You don't need to be in there. You don't need more guy friends.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) You seem mad at her.
1: Yeah, I am. She knows what she's doing. Okay. She's playing with fire, and she wants us to say it's okay. Next thing you know... You and old uh, Nicholas over there are at a Hampton Inn on 35th Street just doing kissing (laughs) and more than kissing and his girlfriend's wondering what's happening. And this is because you want to be friends. You don't need him as a friend. He's your friend's Mm -hmm. friend's friend. Yeah,
0: it it would be one thing (coughs) if she was writing this in being like, yeah, my high school friend and I that I've known since birth are texting a lot and she wouldn't have this question if it was that relationship. The reason she has this question is because she met him out of the blue. Yeah. You know, she offers, and she said, the reason I'm texting him is because it's a little bit filling the void. Yeah. That's okay for you. For him, you're filling a different void. You're filling a void that's a little bit uh, more evil. (laughs) You know, like you're filling this thing of like, If he has a long-term girlfriend, basically, I call it the hookup alley-oop. I've mentioned it on this podcast before. And the hookup alley-oop is when your relationship self sets up your single self up for a hookup. So an alley-oop is you have the ball. You throw it to someone else. They slam dunk the ball. Mm -hmm. So you are in a relationship. You're sitting there texting with this girl who you're... Again, she says these are innocent conversations. Of course. But he's getting close enough so that... For the if and when. If this thing ever breaks down. Boom. Guess who the first call is? Wilt Chamberlain. That's right. Yeah. And he's going to fuck a thousand women. That's right. I'm just saying. Yeah. So the so the first call is going to be you. It's going to be. And you're going to go. But you just broke up. You just got out of a long term thing. Yeah. But we. And then now he can lean on. But we work so well together. That's. Yeah. You know. And, it, and it's. It's. It's a. It, and it's a very easy. The thing about it is it takes no effort. Like, I, I think this is the, the – I've been thinking a lot about, like, the problems with dating apps. And I've said this now in a few episodes of this show, but I'm, like, working through this opinion. Like, Aaron, you – I feel like you were a guy that went out and met women and would b- bring them home.
1: Yeah. Is that true? I would do sex with consent.
0: Yes, of yeah. course. But you – to me, you're, you're someone who's good at talking to women in a way that you'd be like – I'm putting it out there. I'm being honest with you. Like I I know people throughout my life that I'm like, that guy is a stud. Mm -hmm. That guy knows how to go out, meet a woman, say to her, hey, I know this is an uncomfortable thing to say and go, but I really enjoy your company. We should go back to my place. And the one night stand guy. Sure. I think that world, the dating apps have given access to non one stand, one night stand guys access to that world. Yeah. So it's almost like, and and I call them losers, but I'm one of those losers. Like, I'm one of those guys because you can go on a dating app under the guise or use texting under the guise of we're friends or I'm looking for a dating, but you're really there looking for one-night stands, and you use the world of a dating app where, hey, we're both here looking to date to get sex. Instead of, there was once a time where you'd have to leave the house go out, be uncomfortable, hear no. There was a very special brand of dude that would be able to do that night after night. Yeah. And now that we have the texting and the dating apps, we have these guys that are quote unquote nice guys that are living under the world of nice guy I'm looking to date. But then they go, oh, I, I was actually just here not looking for anything serious. That's why all these women are going, Well, why would he, like I have a lot of people that will send me DMs that are going, look how crazy this guy is. And then the DM will be, a guy who they went on one date with being like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm not looking for anything, but I still want to go out. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's a guy asking you to fuck without responsibility. Right. In a way that's nice, but not the way that maybe a guy 20 years ago would go to a bar and say, have to say it.
1: Yeah, it was such a different
0: time back then. Right? Yeah. But I, I'm saying like, you also there was only so much energy. Right like, like now This guy who's texting you While he has a long term girlfriend 30
1: other people he's He texting. can fit yeah. that
0: in With the long term girlfriend Can you imagine Having a girlfriend of five years And then being like Hey I'm gonna go out tonight To this random bar Yeah To try and make something ha-? You couldn't You didn't have the energy I'll do it tonight <laughs> I'll give a shot Watch JTrey Podcast At gmail.com. She looks like Oh yeah What's the celeb look like You have to It's specific Okay Briga
1: Healan but put in blonde.
0: Briga, Healing blonde. See, this is why Shelby's good at what he does. Oh my God, you nailed another one! Look at this.
1: Nailed it. Good old Briga, like confirmed. Will the
0: Soul Cycle crew agree? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's cute. She's also like you know. Shelby references the blonde thing She's also like Kind of like a prize pack Like he's in a relationship With his girlfriend A lot of years And now this like Blonde chick walks along And is fucking giving him The time of day Yeah Yeah, yeah. J-train podcast at J Train You got a girlfriend
1: I have a girlfriend Would she be upset If some random person Just started texting you That was a friend of a friend Yeah of course Yeah
0: She'd be like What's going <coughs> on we- <laughs> I-, I swear Nothing Yeah Nothing happened Let's do let one more. Let me see hand. Yeah, yeah, put that phone down. Let put me see ph- hand. No, no, no! I swear. Let me just have, Let me just delete that. Let's do one more email. You ready? I'm ready. One more email. I like this one. Oh my God, it's long as shit. Never mind.
1: Please do not read this on the show. <laughs>
0: at the last end. night, at, at I the killed a man in, <laughs> in cold
1: blood. Do you think he'll call?
0: Can a planner ever date a non-planner? Sure. Hey, uh, love.
1: <laughs> I already answered it. Why do you have to read it? I well, she it sent it, it to me.
0: These people are sending these emails to both podcasts. Uh-oh. On- What's the other podcast? Punished for being honest. Uh, the You Up podcast. That's uh, the other one we do. Hey, Jared. Long time listener. First time writing in. I'll cut right to it. I've been seeing this guy for about three months. We knew each other in high school, but have just reconnected. Conversation is nonstop. Sex is amazing. Humor is on point. We have a lot of the same interests, and we spend most nights together. To put it simply, I'm falling for him. Okay. Uh, We never had a deep discussion about what we are, mostly due to his hesitation, not mine, until last night when we decided to discuss our hangups about moving forward. We talked about our mental health, financial stresses, stress issues, etc. And as we grew more and more vulnerable, we revealed that he lied to me about grabbing drinks with his ex a few weeks ago to catch up. I was hurt, but I understood why he lied, not wanting to provoke unnecessary concerns since it was nothing. Leaning into this emotional space, I revealed to him that about three weeks into us starting to hang out, I slept with a guy I had been <laughs> I'd been sleeping with before for just sex. I love that she's she's like <laughs> it's like, let's be honest. And he's like, I right, I went for drinks with my ex girlfriend. It's out there and she's like, I fucked every guy. Stop. <laughs> let's lie. Let's start lying again. Let's go back to lying again. <laughs> Well, after that, at that point, my guy and I had not had sex yet, and suddenly the dynamic shifted, and it turned into a conversation about my sexual history, which is much livelier than his and includes people he knows, and now he's shut down. <clears throat> I obviously can't tell him how to feel, but this seems unfair. My past is my past. We were an exclusive and hadn't slept together at this point this happened and now i feel like i'm being slut shamed for reference he's 30 and i'm 28 we've both been in long-term serious relationships and have both experienced heartbreak i value his trust above all else but i honestly do not think what i did warrants distrust i went from being absolutely gutted and ashamed to now just plain angry he said he's okay and that he just needs time to digest it but what the fuck what the way he looked at me was as if he didn't know me uh like i was some whore and i honestly don't know where to go from here you're inside would be much appreciated. Thanks as always for telling it how it is. So she has this. She's been seeing this guy a few months. She has this deep discussion. He admits that he went on a date uh, with his ex a few weeks ago to catch up, and he let her know that. And then she goes, "I'm happy we're being honest. Mm. I fucked many of your friends, and uh, also had sex with someone before we even had sex because it was just sex. How would you feel in the situation? Also." I understand her saying. I understand her feelings of feeling slut shamed. I understand her feelings of like now he looks at me like I'm a whore. Those are all very serious accusations in the real world. That like it's okay to feel that way because I can't tell her how to feel. Right. Um, it's tough to have this conversation with those labels on it because I got into this with um, my co-host Jordana Abraham on You Up on the other podcast we did like a, would you, uh, red flag deal breaker. And it's like, you find out that they had sex with your cousin. And I said, pretty honestly, I was like, it would change things for me. I, I, I do have to admit. Um, and she was like, well, she was saying how backwards that is in this day and age. And I, I, I do understand that it's not right, but you know, what do you think? I, 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 I understand how that, like, I didn't expect that conversation to get, um to the po- i didn't expect that to be like well you must you look down on women for their sexual history and i'm like no i i kind of would I, I even though i understand that opinion if i was sleeping with someone and then they go what else is what uh, learn about my history and i go well actually i slept with your cousin and they were like and they, their opinion changed on me i wouldn't consider that slut shaming for me yeah you know i would go yeah, I could understand why the, the bloom came off the rose for you. I i could see the other side of it. You know, what do you think? I agree. I think a fun
1: game to play would be like keep on one upping stuff you've been hiding. <laughs> and they'd be like, Yeah, well, I screwed this guy too. Yeah, that he's allowed to feel what he wants to feel. You you're allowed to feel shamed, but it is in the past, and if it's gonna work out, then you're gonna get through it. Yeah. Um Look, it could be worse. He could be like, look, I just went on Expedia and I booked you a flight back to Whore Island. And then he could email that. to Yeah.
0: You. Very different. Yeah.
1: I look
0: Expedia it it, really hey. has a wide array of <laughs> things. I, what is this bullshit
1: about? <laughs> See, it's OK that you did this stuff. Sometimes you don't have to say shit, but I appreciate your honesty for it. And mm. uh, if I was the guy, Do you I, think I'd be like, all right. Whatever. You'd be like whatever. I, I mean, look. My my wife was probably a whore for many times. <laughs> not judging her. I, she she used to, you know, these are strong. She used to get <laughs> dick. Listen, I know that. The
0: opinions of today's guest do not reflect that of the J Train podcast. <laughs> it's sponsors or subsidiaries. Thank you. I understand him being let me let me speak to his side of it. I understand why he's like Ah, damn it. I thought I got some I thought I had ch- I thought I found something on the sale rack that was brand new.
1: Yeah, doesn't happen like
0: that. And and I listen, and I know that's a horrible way of saying it, but I'm giving you the 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 male v- vision of this and Aaron you're nodding along in agreement, Shelby. Are you in on this? I I I I So these are you can't tell someone how to feel, and these are just general feelings of a lot of guys. But I do can understand if he came back and he was like, "Listen, I had, I, I, I got ahead of myself. Our relationship is more important than some silly thing that I, I, the way I reacted poorly. Yeah. You know, like we can all get over this. I, I don't think it's an ender. I also don't think he's he evil also didn't for react poorly. That.
1: Reacted the way he wants to react. He's shutting down. Men do that a lot. It, yeah. It's her job. To talk it through. You have to talk it through. You're not going to accomplish anything uh, in terms of intimacy by shutting down on each yeah. other. So you got to talk it through. You got to talk it through. and Own and up that sluttishness, man. You did it. <laughs> ain't no shame in this game. And listen,
0: I'm not saying she should be ashamed at all. No. You are the person you are because yeah. of those experiences and that person is great. That's fine. That is a perfect thing and you should go on feeling confident and whatever and all that stuff. This is just a chance a, a bad game of chance where it's like, ah, oh, I fuck the guy you know, yeah. and that, that's kind of. A, and listen, that's okay, but you can come back together and you can talk through it, and you could say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm down to hang out. I'm down to keep going. I've had this special connection with you that has nothing to do with sex with other people, and it only has to do with you. And I'm happy we're honest now. Truth. But I need you to come back to me and be as open as I am with you that you are with me, and come back and, and be on the same page. I agree. Podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at jtrainpodcast.gmail.com Aaron Berg thank you for coming on it was awesome man what fantastic. a great time at Aaron Berg comedy on Instagram 25 sets that's the podcast that's the 25 sets that's the documentary go get involved it's fantastic it's wonderful engage with the guest on social media Shelby thank you for popping on thanks for having me at classic shelb on Twitter and Instagram I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep telling your friends, keep spreading the word. We'll be back next episode. Boom! Great job, J Train. Another perfect episode.